I V M. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Marbles Lost and Found. I'm Zane, and I'm Avanti. And we are a show where we talk about various issues with respect to mental illness and mental health, and just get people to talk about it because it's okay to do so. So yes, Avanti, we've um, over the last few episodes, we've I think we've attempted to bust a few myths in and around yeah. the subjects of mental health and mental illness, and um, I think today we need to probably talk about something maybe as basic as therapy, therapy one hundred and one. Yes, and in fact, um, you know. I want to hear from you okay. uh, what your thoughts are. You know, we've been pretty candid, both Zane and I, on mm. the show uh, about seeking help, seeking therapy. Um, and I'm a therapist myself, so I'm always curious to know what my friends and people, what led them to therapy and actually what they were expecting. So actually, Zane, what were you expecting from therapy? How did you hear about it? How did you decide to seek it? Hmm. Um, and what was it really like for you? Okay, well, uh, as I've mentioned on the show before, I've been dealing with depression since I was about 15 or 16 years old. Hmm. And that is actually something I only started to realize a couple of years ago. It just so happened that, you know, uh, I was talking to my my girlfriend at the time and she has been dealing with depression since she was a teenager and a lot of the things that she mentioned that she was dealing with on a regular basis i very strongly resonated with me i'm going mm-hmm. holy shit this is something i deal with on a day-to-day basis myself mm-hmm. is that what this is i had no idea because the longest time the way my depression manifests itself in a physical sense is that i just have this constant clenching feeling in my chest mm. all the time and but the things that i didn't know what it was in fact <laughs> i still remember when i started to get it and i had it for like over a year i was like i guess this is just what people feel like all the time <laughs> this is life now just grow with it and so when i started to talk to um uh, my girlfriend at the time more and more it just made me think and then I there came to a point where it just started to affect me more and more. Maybe I was more aware of it or things just started to happen on account of work and or things were not happening on account of work, mm-hmm. being a freelance musician and music producer. Things just started to weigh me down and I just thought, you know what, let me just take a leap of faith. And a very close friend of mine at the time said, you know what, why don't you go see my counsellor? She, in fact, stays very close to you, and I've been going to her for six months, and she really, really helped me deal with a lot of shit with respect to um, my boyfriend, with respect to my family and all that. And so when I heard her tell me about this, I thought, you know what, why not? Mm. And that's how I started. But what were you expecting? Like, what were you expecting from your first session of therapy? To be honest, I'm not too sure what I was looking to expect, but I can tell you how I was feeling post the first few sessions. Maybe I also sort of fell victim to the idea of the quick fix Mm. that a lot of people tend to sort of associate therapy with maybe like, okay, fine, I'm not feeling great in my head. I'll go to therapy and I'll be fine. It's kind of like people equating it to getting a shot and then you'll be fine. Yeah, I think a lot of people, I get this a lot where people come in and they expect to leave the therapy session feeling good. Yeah. And actually therapy makes you feel a lot worse <laughs> the first few times because yeah. you're going into detail, into depth, yeah. um, into yourself. And yep, exactly. You're excavating So I think for me, in hindsight, it was at least the first few sessions for me were very cathartic because I really was starting to dig deep and just start to just starting to get out a whole bunch of stuff that I just wasn't really talking about at all. Mm. Uh, I remember for the first few sessions, my therapist didn't really say much. Uh, She just asked me 
a couple of simple questions and then just kind of let me do my thing or just say my piece for an hour effectively which is how long therapy sessions typically are but she kind of led the way did she ask probing questions she, did, she? did i mean nothing too probing nothing mm. that at the outset seemed too personal in fact to be honest with you i for the first few sessions i actually just kind of felt you know what am i just doing most of the talking here like where i'm giving when do i get some give back as well you know mm. but um the thing is that i realized that as we started to go on and i and i was seeing her regularly once a week she painted a picture you know cuz she was taking notes as i was speaking all the time mm. she may have asked one sort of simple question with relation to family with relation to work with relation to how i see myself in certain situations mm. and then as we went on and she painted a picture and i said something one particular day where you know in this situation where i was talking to this person i started to think this way and my one basic thing for me is that i tend to use very self deprecating language on myself mm. and i can be very judgmental of myself unbeknownst to me at times i've gotten better at it but especially when i started i was very self critical and as i started to continue there were points where okay zain can i just stop you you realize that what you're doing in this situation is very similar to when you told me about this when you told me about this where is that criticism coming that's mm. that's a very strong self critical narrative yeah. coming yeah. from and then that's when i actually started to dig deep and i'm going oh okay so this is what we were trying to get at mm. that was interesting for me so yeah. in the long term i would say i feel the benefits more from therapy than i did you know on a per session basis yeah that's usually how it works and it's really interesting too because um you actually used the word interesting it was really interesting to me mm. and a lot of people most people in fact i would say 99% mm. of clients will come to a therapist when they're in the middle of a crisis yes when they really, really 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 just want some help and then um you know that's when they come but that 1% of people come because they're actually super curious about themselves right. they want to know where these patterns have come from how they can you know like on a self improvement right. um basis and not so much navel gazing but more like how do i like make sense of the world mm. and kind of find my place in it in like a more productive way mm. um so i mean i the reason i bring that up is because therapy isn't just for mm. uh, when you're in the middle of a crisis right and you must have realized too you know you at that point you were in the middle of a crisis I was, yes. but you stayed on for therapy because you yeah. were suddenly hooked in a sense that you're like wow i'm actually really curious about myself yeah where did all this shit come from how I, do yeah. i kind of change this shit exactly i do remember like whenever i used to leave therapy sessions i did say it was cathartic right because as i left and she's walking distance from where i stay so i and it was about a 10 minute walk so mm. that 10 minute walk was just time for me to just like reflect or digest mm. what i just talked about or suggestions that she gave me at the time and i'm just kind of going that was interesting like the things that i just didn't really realize about myself i I'd, i'd say my biggest takeaway for you know the year and a half that i was consistently in therapy is that i just had very strong self critical judgmental language on myself mm. that i've just only over the last few months started to let go of and it's just mm. been such a relief yeah you know i in fact you know again it's funny that you mentioned the thing about the 1% being you know curious or mm. introspective 
that's where I kind of feel I am now. Like I'm in a much better headspace than I was when I first started seeking therapy. Mm. But there are patterns that I still notice. Now that I'm a lot more self-aware, there are patterns that I notice and I'm going, oh, that still comes up. And I kind of find myself wanting to book a therapy session with my therapist to go, hey, just letting you know, I'm doing great. Like <laughs> I'm doing absolutely fine. Yeah. That's just, just this one thing. Like everything else is great. Like I'm not worried. Like all the stuff I've been talking to you about. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Mm. I'm good. But yeah, just this one thing. Yeah. How often do you get clients to do that that do what that actually you know they come to you when they're not per se in a crisis but they are reflecting and introspecting and then trying to get a new perspective on things. literally one percent of wow. the time wow. um and when that one client comes it's like oh wow you know this is yeah. a totally different um dimension sure um and uh, yeah, I mean, even when I started therapy, I actually started because I was doing my master's in um, learning to be a therapist. So kind of in my mental health counseling right. um, degree. And I was like, I have got to be on the other side if mm. I'm going to be a practicing therapist, because right. that's so fucking arrogant to, you know, pretend that I can't deal with that. I don't have my own shit to of uncover. Course. And I actually didn't at that point. I didn't think that I had anything to really um, work on. Mm. And man, I, go, I went to therapy with some curiosity and I stayed for like one and a half years in consistent right. weekly therapy because I was like, wow, this is insanely amazing. That's great. Like it's so helpful. It's really broadening my perspective mm -hmm. of life and it's helping, you know, it's shedding light on stuff that I initially thought was okay, but it's actually not helping me. Hmm. Um so yeah, okay. I know. it actually yeah. wasn't helping you. What do you mean? Oh, my my, what I thought was okay in my okay. life, right. the way I have dealt I with see. things, like right. oh yeah, that's okay, like being flippant about stuff. Sure, I sure. I was like, that doesn't help me actually. It makes yeah. me feel worse in the long term. Yeah. So um, yeah. So what would you say was your biggest takeaway from your therapy sessions when you were seeking it out? That's a good question. So many takeaways. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think um, what's interesting about therapy is, and you must have heard this as well, mm -hmm. that, oh, you know, a therapist just gives advice. I can just go to my friends for advice. Right. But man, they do not, the best therapists do not give advice. Mm. They will guide the path. The whole basis of therapy is that you know how to figure your own shit out. I'm right. no expert in your life. Right. I can, you know, show you some of the alternative ways of mm. trying to look at your life, but yeah. that's about it. Mm. Um, well, not that's about it. And also really therapy is a healing relationship, right? Between you and your therapist. Yeah. So it's this rapport that you build and it's this safe, safe space where you can kind of reinvent yourself right. without any judgment. And right. I think that was my biggest takeaway. This hmm. consistent once a week person who I go to, who I pay hmm. and who helps me figure my own shit out in this very non-judgy, easy, not easy, in fact, sometimes not easy at all, hmm. but non-judgy way where I was able to let go of um, labels that didn't serve me, for example. Yes. So that was my biggest yeah. that it's a relationship yeah yeah mm. I get that and like, like I mentioned before I'd say my biggest takeaway was really learning the basics of self-compassion and mm. self-love to, uh, to some people that might sound cheesy but <laughs> at the end of the day I don't know what it is that just makes it so easy for us to be so freaking hard on ourselves yeah. all the damn time yeah. like we need to be doing more of this we need to be doing more of that we need to be more focused and if we're not doing all those things that's wrong that you're at fault blah 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 and then this just piles on and piles on and piles on for years mm -hmm. I do remember there were quite a few times where I just broke down and cried in therapy because I was just like man those 
feelings just suddenly become so raw when they're coming out mm-hmm. and you just you get exhausted you know sometimes when you talk about those things but um what i wanted to know is um i feel that yes to bring up to rather reemphasize the point that you brought up about giving advice and and actually just listening and guiding mm-hmm. i think unfortunately and i'm playing devil's advocate here but unfortunately mm-hmm. that also seems to come from a place where people have been to therapists who may have just come across as a bit sanctimonious and stuff like that but yeah i mean i know of clients who have been you know they've it's a bloody miracle that they've even come to see a therapist again yeah. because the kind of judgment and advice they've gotten from previous you know therapists and psychiatrists too not to mm. give psychiatrists or other therapists a bad rep but some professionals you know i think so it's stuff like oh you should meditate and then this will go away <laughs> or like you should uh, exercise why don't you exercise every day you know like just shut the f- God, that <laughs> obviously I'm not exercising because I can't bring myself Self to do too. that. Right, yes. <laughs> it's like work yeah. with the resistance. I, anyway. I I think the for what it's worth, I think the real sort of bottom line over here is just like how we know we go to an allopath for, you know, treatment on certain things and one doctor will have one diagnosis or one sort of prescription which is completely different compared to someone else. Mm. So, and we very often seek second opinions mm. in in the space of allopathy. Yeah. So, um and i get you know sometimes it's very difficult to do that when you're talking about mental health issues because you are sort of wearing your heart on your sleeve presumably when you are sitting on a therapy session but i think it's unfair to yourself to say that you know i'm not going to do therapy because the first time was just not what i expected it to be the mm-hmm. person was judgy and all of that and yeah you know what to anyone listening yes it does suck and we're calling a spade a spade here there are therapists out there who are f- useless and what they're supposed to be doing mm. um but please don't make that out to be that you know if you just happen to seek a therapist and you happen to feel uncomfortable you happen to feel judged that is their freaking problem not yours that's not the therapist's job to make you feel that way well also what's and you know i would go a step forward and say if you do feel uncomfortable and often clients do feel uncomfortable and it's not always about the therapist's um caliber of work mm. but it's also you know a testament to the relationship or how strong of a rapport you can build by saying you know i'm feeling really uncomfortable in this moment to your therapist and whether your therapist can take it or not and work with that yeah i mean wow imagine yeah imagine the possibilities after that yes yeah. exactly exactly i know this is something that we've actually talked about a lot before and i know this is something you feel strongly about is since we are talking about you know therapy mm-hmm. um i'm just kind of segueing into you know the relationship between the biomedical model with respect to treatment of mental health and mental illness along with the psychosocial model yeah and um how you feel that one can't function without the other in some way am i right in phrasing you that way or um, or correct me if i'm wrong so i think what i have a little bit of an issue with is when people say things like oh depression is all like an imbalance a chemical imbalance in the brain and mm-hmm. so is anxiety and the minute we you know give you some medicines and correct that imbalance you're going to be fine for the rest of your life right it's absolutely not true right okay. it's i mean there are many many perspectives and the one that i happen to follow and see very you know see around me is that you know for example depression and anxiety are often responses to shit that's gone down in your life or things mm-hmm. that you're looking around in the world and it's affecting your sense of hope and helplessness and worth right. as well um and that those emotions that perspective 
will of course impact your the chemicals in your brain right right and yes medicine will write those chemicals temporarily hmm. but if you don't find a way to figure that shit out hmm. right to work on your sense of of worth and and helplessness and worthlessness and hmm. whatever whatever hmm. it's going to come back right yeah yeah interesting because even so we this reminds me of a conversation that we had recently when um we had um Alicia the therapist mm. in where we were talking about you know more very severe um mental illnesses like schizophrenia and um dissociative identity disorder yeah. where yes i agree that um my opinion is that medication can certainly help in you know reducing symptoms and and maintaining some sort of chemical balance so a person is functional and a person is not experiencing very intense or mm. intrusive thoughts and feelings but isn't that's very symptomatic by way of treatment isn't it it's mm-hmm. not really getting down to the root of the problem yeah i mean look at our own experiences yours and mine hmm. right we um i remember when i had a really bad bout of depression hmm. i did i went on antidepressants hmm. and they really did bring me up to to speed they right. but at the same time i sought out therapy hmm. and um that's really what kept me going that's what sure. helped me figure shit out right. for the future and by the way after that episode i had another episode but i was sure. just better able to cope because i was like oh this is what it is and this is why and you know this is how what i can do about it or this is how i can think about it right right yeah yeah well oh looking at the clock it looks like that's unfortunately all we have time for <laughs> today for this episode but yes um thank you guys for listening and thank you yes and um i hope this is just sort of we're keeping this open ended at the end of the day these are our thoughts and our perspectives nothing is you know set yeah. in stone these are just our, our thoughts on what therapy is like and this is what avanti and i are just sharing our experiences when we sought therapy as well so thank you guys for listening and thank you for tuning in um if you have any questions or stories that you'd like to share or concerns please do write to us at writetomarbles@gmail.com keep in mind the two is to so writetomarbles@gmail.com um thank you guys i am zane <laughs> and i'm avanti thank you ciao bye